This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Over the last couple of months, we've been following a composer named Michael Friedman on a musical journey. Friedman's on the campaign trail and he's been interviewing all kinds of people to see what's on their minds in this lunatic political moment that we're right in the middle of. Then he takes these transcripts and he he writes songs based very precisely on the words of those subjects. He was in South Carolina not long ago for the primary, and the New Yorker Sarah Larson checked in with him. Hi, Michael. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. This week, your song is about a voter in South Carolina. How did you find this voter? A good friend of mine uh, is from Charleston, and when I was flying there, said, oh, you have to talk to my cousin, who I actually interviewed. And then that cousin said, oh, you have to talk to my friend. And that friend, then when I interviewed him, said, you have to talk to my cousin. I like that it was a cousin-to-cousin situation. (laughs) Michael, when you're interviewing people, what kinds of things are you looking for? Obviously, you're looking for a good talker. But what else makes an interviewee a good potential song? It's where somebody has a story that feels like it has a really good spine, um, a Mm -hmm. center. In this case, it was that the stories he was telling were almost kind of a um, Russian doll of stories. There was sort of a story and a story within that story, and at the center of that story, another story. And when he finally got to that center story, I was like, oh, I see how this adds up, and I see also in the case of this project how it connects to things I was hearing from a lot of people in Charleston, which in a big year in America, is a city that has been through a lot in the last year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And he's a Trump supporter, right? He is. Well, he's confusing. Who he voted for is not necessarily who he's... uh, He definitely is fascinated and into Trump. Um, You can hear in the the song, he says, I'm thrilled by Trump. And then he says, well, I mean, I've got mixed emotions. And then he follows up with a pretty huge diatribe about where America is now. He calls the country the Titanic headed towards the iceberg. And and I I think that is um, uh, a pretty hardcore statement to make. I think it's safe to say that we're all very emotional about what's happening politically right now. And I would agree with that, and I think that that's what's so interesting about this election is yeah. how the heightened of the emotions around it have become. Yeah, um, Michael, you are not a Trump supporter. What's it like to get in the mind of a Trump supporter? Well, it's a funny thing I found. Um, you know, the song is verbatim, and um, especially in performing it, the interesting thing is to try to both the empathy, which I like this guy enormously. Mm-hmm. We had a really marvelous, I thought, conversation and meal. Yeah. Uh, talked about a lot of things. I was describing the song as Russian Dolls, and at the center, the, the little story at the center, which is the story of him and a maid he had as a child, at the climax of this story, which is a really complicated, moving story, he uses... Uh, the N-word, um, I, in performing it, found that using the word myself in the character of this guy um, was 
not something that I was comfortable with. So how did you handle the N-word in the song? In the end, I, you'll hear there's a little space, and the, as it were, the scansion of it is in the piano, and there's just a space where he used it where um, I left that space there uh, for the word. Yeah. Should we listen to the song? Great. I grew up downtown, four or five blocks from here. But I really grew up in the woods, as you can tell by the way I talk. I think we have too many rednecks here standing on their guns like me. I'm Kappa Alpha Robert E. Lee, waving stars and bars. I mean, growing up as a kid, I was hunting all the time. Somerville, James Island, where my daddy was born. I used to hunt with my cousin, well, my father's first cousin, so we're second cousins three times removed and one time dislocated or something like that. He and I lived on the river, shot deer, quail, woodcock, rabbits, doves, just about anything that was in season. I just thank God I came along when I did. It was a beautiful time. These days you can hardly find any woods there. You can't hunt there anymore. And Michael... I'm just nuts about the fact that character has gone to nothing in this country. And I don't know when you young folks are gonna wake to that. Well, something's gotta happen. I mean, our country is the Titanic going towards the iceberg. I'm thrilled by Trump. I mean, I've got mixed emotions, but I'm glad that he's upset the apple cart. Cause so many politicians have made billions of dollars on being a politician. And it runs the gamut. Strom Thurmond wasn't there for life. Harry Reid, who was a pauper when he came in is now worth millions of dollars and people in this country are more interested in yelling and screaming we all have these phones and the next person who says to me time is money i'm just gonna puke time is not money to me it all comes down to character like how about the way we handled the tragedies last year I mean, with as many black folks as we have round here. Even that terrible shooting in North Charleston, where the policeman shot Walter Scott. There was terrible outrage in the community about that. The policeman is in jail and that family, when they made that statement, we don't want all you political activists coming here, you're not invited. That just spoke volumes about the community. I mean, when I was growing up, the only black people you knew were servants. We had servants, 15 cents an hour servants. Otherwise, they were just people who lived somewhere up there. We had a maid, and we were not a wealthy family. We lived at 61B Montague Street. We rented, but we had a maid. She lived uptown. Her name was Rena, and she was a black woman. She was like another mother to me. And the most embarrassing thing I've ever faced in my life was I came out on the porch and I had planted a Japanese plum tree that, you know, had plums, and kids always liked them. There were three little black boys up in the tree, and I came out and saw that they were stealing from me, and I yelled out, You! Get out of my tree. And Lena was emptying the garbage. She came running round the front of the porch and grabbed me. And she said, let me tell you something. You better think before you use that word again. If I hear you again, I will wash your mouth out with soap. Thank you, Lord, that you've opened the eyes of our hearts to be able to see the fact 
the bringing down the flag in the state house of all things. No, it needed to come down, and we can still have it in our house, share the remembrance of it. But you know, it was time. We've come a long way. Thank you, Lord, for bringing Michael into my life. Bless this. Michael. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot going on in the song. <laughs> that is such a beautiful song, and uh, I'm so sad. <laughs> well, I can say one thing in Charleston. I was walking around with a historian, and he just said, you know, it's the prettiest place on earth, and that's what makes the evil part so hard. And I think maybe this whole year is feeling that way a little. Is um, It's some yeah. of the most beautiful things are also the hardest to talk about. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this guy. Um He's very self-aware. He's very, very self-aware. And yet, he's clearly made a lot of progress in his thinking in his life. It was beautiful to hear him say that he was glad that the Confederate flag came down outside the State House, but then... We can still have it in our house and share the remembrance of it. That just killed me. The good thing about interviewing people or talking to them is that you sort of let them talk, and uh, my job on this is to hear their stories. In this case... I'm, I'm letting I'm letting some things go that in other circumstances I might have um, combated a little further. Yeah. How old was he, by the way? Uh, he was in his sixties, hmm. so not not, not elderly, elderly by any. No, 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 not elderly by any stretch of the imagination. And the older I get, the younger that seems. <laughs> yes, exactly. I would say he's a child of the fifties. Hmm. Would be the best way to put it. Michael, where are you headed next? Um, I'm working out trips to um, California and Oregon, um, two very what different. What part of California very, do you think you'll go to? Um, I'm going to do Los Angeles, though. There's a possibility I'll go north as well. And in Oregon, I'm planning to spend time in the eastern part of the state, away from the coast and sort of in the inland mm-hmm. the part of the state where, you know, we recently had a militia holding up yeah. uh, and in a whole uh, complicated environmental situation. And there's a couple states I'm going to play pickup with that I feel like I missed the first time around on the campaign trail. Well, there are clearly many songs to be written. There are a lot of songs to be written, and I'm (laughs) I'm excited to figure out what's next. Michael, this song was so beautiful, and it hurts my heart, but in a really good way, I think. It was a hard song to write and a hard song to perform, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to get people's reactions to it. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Good luck it's been on a your pleasure, travels. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Michael Friedman talking with Sarah Larson about songs from the campaign trail. We'll hear from him again in a few weeks. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.